The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back. It's time for episode 193 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Carlos. Guys, two less than two weeks away from Triple Force Friday. 51 oh. days. 51 days out from the Mandalorian. 88 until the rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> less months. than three months, man. Every day <sighs> is just one step closer to the Star Wars tsunami. It's coming. <laughs> can you smell it? You, you can kind of sometimes you can smell these things coming. It's in the air. You gotta watch the waters, man. Supposedly they were they recede before <laughs> receding, like the uh, the stock on the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's so bad, man. I can't I can't deal with it. I've had to slum it this week. Uh oh. But uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh oh. Jeez. All right. Well, let me let's let's. Jeez. All right. So we'll get to the triple force Friday in a second. Our collecting updates, but. Resistance is right around the corner as well, and New York Comic Con is still on the horizon. But yeah, like, I, oh, and th- this one kind of slips under the radar a bit, but we're, we're probably just like two to three weeks away from a full Rise of Skywalker trailer. It seems like we don't really Ooh. talk about that one. Maybe we, it's because we just got over uh, the D23 reel, but that's that's on the horizon too. Like, take a look at your Monday Night Football schedules, like. And we just lost Rick. <laughs> but man, it's it's all coming, man. It is all coming fast and furious. I can't wait. It's going to be a magical three months to end 2019. Or is it? I don't know. It could be the worst time of our lives. <laughs> but how about uh, Carlos? I want, now I want to hear your slumming it story. So hit us. There's no shame. In my Lego collecting game. <laughs> so uh, I uh, posted a pic in the um, in our uh, our little group chat about uh, getting a um, a set that's been discontinued. And uh, um, I, I usually don't talk about uh, the stuff that I, I I collect until it's in hand. And uh, so that eBay seller. Uh, has not communicated with me, has not shipped it. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah, so I got this ugly little feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, oh, why did I trust eBay? And uh, so today I went on Kijiji (laughs) and I found the same set um, pretty much two blocks away from my house uh, for less than what I paid on eBay. So I got the Let's turn this on right here. Hold on a sec. So I got the 75154 TIE Striker. The TIE Striker. You went that's the one you went for. That's the one I went for. I, I'm on a I'm on a TIE Fighter. Uh back it up a bit, Carlos. I can't see it. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Yeah, Carlos is on a little bit of a TIE Fighter fetish right now. 
Uh, is it blurry? Do you guys see it at all? Or? Yeah, that, that now it's tightened there up a little bit. Know, we get the go. idea. <laughs> Anyways, so I got yeah, so I got the tie striker from Rogue One. There you go, probably a little bit better there. Um, and I found that at an amazing price. And then, as I was scrolling, I found something else. Kyle, you might shit yourself. Well, excuse me. Uh, but I found this. Oh, look at that! I love that thing. That that's the uh, the t- Kylo's tie silencer. Silencer. Kylo's tie silencer. I got it, new, sealed, $55. Oh, that's killer. <laughs> that's killer. I wasn't even looking for it, but I'm like, well, it fits in the category of TIE Fighter. Uh, it's a big set. And I, when I'm looking to, to get sets that have been um, discontinued, like I try to stay 5 or 10 bucks above MRSP and uh, manufactured, reg- uh, what is it? Uh, suggested retail price exactly msrp so but when i saw that at 55 i'm like no way so i'm like i had to message the guy i messaged the guy and i'm like for real uh, like is this sealed like not a seal played with it then you wrote seal like because there's like a connection like is it closed (laughs) because you can't trust people right and um so finally the guy wrote back and he's like, yeah, no, it's sealed. Uh, you can come pick it up today. And I'm like, all right. So I uh, hopped into my, uh, my shagging wagon and uh, drove around, made two pit stops, picked up both these boxes today. I'm really, really happy. Now, if the, um, the eBay one doesn't fall through, I'm just going to ask for my money back and I'll pick up a major Von Regs TIE fighter and I'm going to be on a roll. Also a good, yeah, that's another good build. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, super man, overpriced crazy. though. I find that one yeah. super overpriced. But hey, you're you're, you're uh, with that score of of the uh, the Kylo interceptor, the uh, silencer. Yeah, that makes up for paying a, l- a little bit more for the for the uh, Von Reg set. Yeah, but the Von Reg set, somebody's selling it on uh, Kijiji at sixty five dollars. That's a good so deal. That- that's be- that's below the retail price, retail price, and obviously no tax on that. So, what retail is what eighty nine or seventy nine on that? It's eighty nine, and it's it's like a it's like a four hundred and something piece set or five hundred. I think it's uh, four ninety six. Yeah, it's not, not. A, it's not a huge set. But doing what huge... you're doing too, Carlos, is it's just a really good way to rationalize collecting. <laughs> oh no, d- definitely, definitely. <laughs> I was always. Like that's why I say I was slumming it because I would always my rule was always Lego store first because I got the bonus points and um, then from there would be Toys R Us or wherever I can get twenty percent off because I have a Toys R Us a few uh, a few blocks from my house so it's you know and if I had to buy something online um, like I got uh, the uh, Vader's Castle online but that was on Prime Day and it was just stupid to refuse like you can't refuse that no um, those, those are some sick deals and like, look yeah T- tim and the guys over at uh, the nerd room talk about it like there's, there's no shame you got if you go on i i i look on kijiji and virage sale almost daily to see what's happening there and i've i i finished i was able to finish my 40th anniversary black series set just by doing that by slumming it that's where you i found it. six six 40, 40th anniversary figures for 80 bucks but does that does it feel like any less? Like, would you have been more? Would you have been happier if you had got them all at Toys R Us? Let's say, 
I could have had them at Toys R Us. I I passed them up at the time. I was just okay. like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to pay these prices. I'll get the ones I want at retail, and I'll I'll be satisfied with that. And then then you never saw R two. No, I did see R two once, and I just didn't what? pick it up. I saw R two once also, Corey, and nice. I passed on it. I swear, I passed. I was so pissed off because that's like I have the Vader, which is the only one I have, and the one I really wanted was the R two because I love that card back. It's true. It is so odd. So you know, yeah. I, I I picked up yeah six figures I think for eighty bucks. Yeah, it's in, in one shot, and I was like, oh boy, this and okay. At this point, you know, I I had four of them already. Plus six, it's a fifteen or fourteen figure set with the exclusives. I'm like, I I gotta I gotta do it. I gotta finish. I'm, I'm all in now. So then I I spent time slumming it on Kijiji, and that's how I found C3PO. That's how I found R2. I actually didn't buy R2. I eventually bought from Mandalore Toys uh, for the R2 to complete the set. But I I checked those those uh, secondary sites all the time. No, it's a, it's a it's a good plan. I think it works out well. If you find something reasonably priced, you dive all over it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think my that's my my game right now, especially for uh, as uh, we're calling it the the Tie Fighter fetish. Uh, <laughs> I think it's it's officially been named that. Um, and like with these two sets, I'm at ten cents per piece for fight uh, Tie Fighters, which is because they're way o- they're always way overpriced. We're talking like seventy, eighty, ninety dollars for four hundred, five hundred pieces. Yeah, it's insane. It's like twenty. That's twenty cents a piece, almost. Almost. Uh, I'm kind of convinced too. You have the word fetish confused a bit because, like, that's kind of more what you have with three PO. You know what I mean? <laughs> <sighs> Come on, man. At least, <laughs> at least try to keep it, keep it topical, man. We're not even on three PO. Like when it comes up later, then you could throw that stuff around. <laughs> it was the fetish thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey, anything to add to your collect- collection this week? Yeah, mine's uh, mine's all class. <laughs> oh, um, boy. <laughs> <laughs> now the, these two Lego sets. Uh-huh. No, no, just because you guys have said you were slumming it and whatever, but mine has to do, it's all class because it has to do with one Mr. Tim Truax from uh, our, one of our brother podcasts of the Commonwealth, the Nerd Room. The guy totally hooked me up. Uh, yeah, he was out and about. I guess he was at a convention or I don't know, maybe it was a garage sale or something, but someone was selling a whole bunch of black series stuff. It was a burglary. It looked like it it was, um, I don't know what kind of a garage sale had all that black series. Like that looked like a collector getting rid of his stuff. I think it was some sort of like small mini con where where literally if you're a collector and you want to dump your set, you can rent a table. Well, I don't know. It just had some weird stuff in, in the background. Like, I don't know. It just looked like a garage Anyhow, that's the feeling I got, but uh, Tim, let us know. Either way, he's like, hey, you guys see anything you want or you like? As like a good friend would, like, really appreciate that, Tim. Like, just going above and beyond, always looking out for one another, you know? Like, I'm always, we're always DMing each other, like, you guys need this. And anyhow, it's always appreciated. And yeah, man, there, were, there was some decent stuff there at a decent price. And Kyle, Kyle got to t- messaging Tim, like, probably like five seconds before me. And there was this prototype Boba Fett Black Series. And Kyle's like, oh, I might consider getting that because it was like 25 bucks and it was pretty decent shape and i followed up well if kyle doesn't take it i will definitely take it and tim's like yeah i already have it in my cart (laughs) (laughs) he's got a good eye he does we all do it evidently but uh anyhow there was a greedo and a slave leia and i think they were about 100 bucks for the pair and tim was able to 
beat the guy down a bit to a more reasonable price. And that's always appreciated as well. I mean, I, I love the high goal, man. Like, I, I just, oh, man, I, I go low on these guys. <laughs> but, yeah, those two are really uh, sought after Black Series, in my opinion, anyhow. So I was really happy that he was able to go out of his way for us, uh, for me, for that. So anyway, that's really super appreciated, as always, the best. And other than that, I got uh, some Marvel Legends stuff and an Axel Foley Funko Pop. Aquel Foley? Aquel! Cool. Uh, nothing for me this week. Nothing, no. Keeping it buttoned up tight for the next couple of weeks. I still don't know what I'm, what my battle plan is for Triple Force Friday. I don't even know if I'm going to be out. Uh, yeah, I, wait. This is the plan. You and I are going out. We're gonna go hit some. We're gonna go hit my honey hole. I haven't. Uh, I haven't taken the day off work yet, and I have no intention to. Yeah. Well, I think the honey hole will be safe. Like if we just get there right after work. Mm, maybe but you know um that, that will be a friday so i might be able to i might be able to finagle something i don't know she can dinner it's your bro man it's force triple force friday it's a triple force friday it's not just force friday it's a triple force friday how many finagle many- finagle hassenfeff incorporated <laughs> i see you guys walking down the street <laughs> um yeah no I, I don't know i don't know what i'm gonna do yet um I'm I'm also talking to a couple of people online just to say like you know I I I'll just assume buy the whole case from you of vintage collection stuff like if you're going to get them in put one aside for me when they're in I'll send you the transfer and you mail it to me and I'll just call it a day sterile yeah but you know I know I'll get a minty fresh case in the mail at some point I don't have to go stressing hopping from store to store looking to elbow people in the kidneys well, some things like that. I mean, you got to get out there in the wild sometimes just to find something's really fun. But if you don't, I mean, even getting online can be stressful sometimes. Like, let's just say this: I, I definitely have the the plastic anxiety over the Mando right now, and those those three different boxes that came out. I'm just like ah, like scratching it under my armpit. Like, ah. so you okay? So I, I posted that. There's a post, a picture that I found online, and it's the three variations of the Mandalorian Black Series figure. One in the the white box, um, I figured that first, first, first wave, I think that is what they're calling those. Uh, and then there's the graphite collection, which is, has like a bit of a copper sheen to it. And then there's just the regular black series box. So I posted yeah, that well, picture that's... in this group and I'm like, so how many of you guys are going to go nuts looking for this, for the, the three variants? And I thought people would be like, oh, I can't take it. Why are they doing this to me? To a man, everybody. And there was dozens of replies going, no, I'll, I'll get one. That's it. And 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 a lot of people were openers. So like I don't care as long as I get one I can open it I'll pick the cheapest option. So it seems yeah. like Corey, if you see, you seem like you're twitching over there over this these three box variants. I, I want to get three. I'm not going to get all three, but if I do happen to see one of those I don't like what you say copper, but I'm going to go with like milk chocolate. The milk <laughs> chocolate mando. <laughs> that was beautiful, man. Like when I saw that I was like <gasps> My word, you're gonna end up nice. getting all three. You're gonna because what's gonna happen is you're gonna go out Triple Force Friday. You're gonna buy the first thing you see on the shelf. You're gonna buy the regular, typical Black Series Mando. Then one day you're gonna end up at EB Games and go, oh, there it is. There's the the white or the graphite version, and you're gonna snag that one. And then eventually you're gonna see the third one and go, ah, well, I just you know I had to. 
milk chocolate man now. You're going to do uh, it. You're probably right, in all honesty. Yeah, you're probably right. I know I'm right. And especially, I won't regret it because the series is going to be so good. Because <laughs> if I don't do it, then I will regret it because I'm going to be like, the series is so good. What? Idiot. My, Stupid. I wouldn't blame you if you went and bought the white box and the copper. But sit out the regular regular Black Series one. Don't do it. Well, that's the thing. That's the whole dilemma, right? Like I get out there and I see the original. If I see that one first, I'm going to be like, ah! Like, well, that's what I mean. You're going to, you're going to pay, you know, the, the full price for the regular version. And then you're just going to go out and spend, I know you, you're going to spend maybe even exclusive price at EB games. You'll pay like the full 40 bucks for one of those two variants. Hey, you know what? Well, maybe, maybe at that point, maybe, I mean, again, according to what Favreau said, this is a family show, right? hopefully my seven-year-old might be able to watch it although i highly doubt it but if he is maybe he'll want a mando i showed him the trailer and he's he's super pumped he keeps talking about it fair enough i guess you have to judge for yourself but uh yeah that that is um that's the collecting update for the week although i did see online i posted it in the facebook group uh pose orange x-wing from the vintage collection which is coming out later this year I'm not big on on vehicles these days. I'm just I don't have enough room. If I'm gonna do vehicles, I'd rather it be Lego so that there's at least that interactive part of it. Mm-hmm. But just to see this orange X-wing, which was rumored so long ago, and now to see that it's actually a thing. There's Poe's gonna fly an orange X-wing in the Rise of Skywalker. Well, it's got orange it's, trim, right? It's, like, it's white and orange. It's, oh, mo- it's it's pure. It's most. It's I would say it's seventy percent orange. Okay, yeah. It's it's predominantly orange easily it looks like makes it look like a hot rod almost man like i i like, like a creamsicle it. <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's post creamsicle it looks like a badass cream school I, i'm definitely gonna have to get that one that's definitely that's definitely going in the cart i don't know it just looked to me the lego when version I once, the... once they have it oh yeah it's, it's coming out in uh in january or in april 2020 okay yeah, well. it looks so highly stylized, man. Like I don't know, there's something about the the way that they trim the colors, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh man, that's cool. That's just that's just cool. It looks it looks like a uh, a white Mustang with the with the orange stripe, something like that. It, it yeah. has that feel somehow. And yeah. it definitely, Poe belongs in it. I'm, I may pull the trigger on this one because, like I said, I, I don't do a lot of vehicles anymore, but that one looks like it might be worth it really cool set but uh yeah triple force friday man just around the corner so our, our collecting updates are bound to get crazy <laughs> again in a couple weeks time well i have a game plan um but yeah we'll, we'll talk about it when it comes yeah we It'll can we'll, we can preview it next week we can, we can go over our game plans to see uh where we're going to be and how we're going to tackle all this and make be, it happen that's what we're going to do we're going to be across the country across the the continent like a network of, of I, guys. Trust me, that's, I need that's, toys man like who's got what split, split, screen, split screen with the gif of dave Chappelle with the white lip scratching <laughs> exactly <laughs> well you know what my, my my last two experiences on these like force friday events have been so flat it's underwhelming huh? so underwhelming like to walk into a walmart on a triple force friday and to find the pallet just sort of there in the middle of the toy aisle and nobody unpacking it it's like you're supposed to be ready for this guys like i'm here ready to spend as much money as i can 
What do you mean? That's the dream, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. Start That's what I did. Bro- yeah, I know. If you can find a a, a, a stock person, but they're everywhere. And not at that Walmart. There was wow, like six wow. people that wa- worked in that place, and especially at opening. Like I used to walk in there at open, and there was like three toothless people walking around, sloughing around. Like, hey, dude, man. There's no harm in taking things into your own hands. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a box. I'm not going to start unwrapping their pallets for them, digging through cases of stuff. That's their job, dude. I made the guy go with a pallet jack and get it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm like, it's Force Friday. I'm like, you guys know what that's about? Blah blah blah. And the guy was just like, yeah, we received something. I'll. Uh... <laughs> I followed a man, walked it back to the toy section with him, waited for it. He unraveled it right in front of me, the whole display, and I was like, oh. The one with Hera and all that, remember? Yeah, yeah. No, I had a similar experience to that a couple weeks ago to Toys R Us, and I was just, you know, hey, dude, can, there's, can you can you look inside that case right there? I think that might be something I'm looking for. And he opened it up, and it was resistance figures. Okay, never mind. And I started asking for about the retro collection, and they were. Just, it was just so annoying. Like, these guys have no clue. No clue whatsoever. It would be cool if they did uh, – that would probably go a long way, actually, to hire collectors that work in the store. Well, it's not – somebody doesn't just work in the toy aisle. No, I mean not like a Toys R Us. Oh, well, I think a lot of Toys R Us people probably are collectors. Mm. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I doubt it. Anyway, moving on. Um, did you guys hear that John Favreau wants to do a holiday special on Disney Plus? I, I heard that. Ash, yeah. It looked like a joke from no. I was hoping. No I way! Would, I would be. I think it'd be awesome over this. Me too. <laughs> oh, really? I think it'd be so good to just to to rehash it and bring it to the fore and let's just everybody get it out of our systems. You know, it happened. Let's let's acknowledge that as a community together. No, I would. No, I want them to. T- not try to redo the crappiness of the 79 version or whatever it was. Yeah, but 78. spoof on it and just play on it. But no, mm-hmm. like do a Star Wars holiday special. Like put, uh, put it on well, ABC, like, put it on Disney Plus. I don't care. Just do one. Star Wars Life Day again, like the same type of premise. Well, I for me, I would I would do it like a you know like when SNL does the Christmas episodes. I would do it like variety show kind of. Star like Star Wars themed show like I would do it like with a decent uh, production value I wouldn't make it campy with like bad costumes and crazy makeup and people doing weird songs although you know what that would it would be hilarious it would be some kind of funny I don't know I'd I'd watch the hell out of it and I, I would love for them to do it like a a yearly thing <laughs> I don't know man I don't know if I would want to watch that like honestly. It was a mistake the first time. Oh, yeah. Uh, like that was to do it like that again, I think would be a mistake. But if they took it up enough to make fun to make fun of themselves and recognize that that's comedy, like the key to comedy. Number one is to be able to make fun of your own self, you know? Well, who do you want to see in it then? I mean, everybody can take a little dabble in it, you know, like Like the only way I would accept it. I'd like a lot of Muppets. I was I was just gonna say the only way I would accept it is if they did like a a Christmas Carol but in the Star Wars universe. You know how the Muppets had the their Christmas Carol version and Mickey with, had with, his Christmas uh, Carol. Mike Michael Caine. Yes. <laughs> Why not? That's a beautiful movie, man. Come on. 
But no, I would I would love to see a, a Christmas themed skit with Mark Hamill coming back and and doing it with the Muppets. That would be fantastic. Uh, I think animated would be the only way I would actually accept it. No, it's just a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> oh, I would be all over it, all over oh. it. Bringing people you like know, Jeff Goldblum or like like Zach Galifianakis to do a skit, I'd be this, all over this. He's ruining Star Wars, man. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was done already. No, but it's it's like it's a it's a perpetual motion machine. Oh, I got it. Yeah, just it gets more and more ruined. Like what happens is like whatever ruined Star Wars two years ago is like. Yeah, okay, I accept it. But whatever they do new ruins Star Wars. So it's like, you know. It's compounding. Yes. It's yes. the miracle of compound interest just ruining Star Wars. It's a festivist miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Maya Rudolph. I'd love to see Maya Rudolph or like Mindy Kaling. They could do some good Star Wars themed skits around Christmas. I'd be all over it. Anyway. I know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was treated somewhat like a joke because I think John Favreau said like I send send uh, Disney messages on Twitter that's that, that's how you make it happen and I don't if it was going to be a thing it would have been viral already so I don't I don't think we need to get uh, too excited or disappointed that it's going to happen uh, but just as I was preparing uh, to come online with you guys I was reading this story on New York Times it was about about Bob Iger and his career. And uh, the story is by Maureen Dowd. I'll post the link in the group soon. What, there was one quick little thing about Star Wars in it. Well, actually, there's a couple of quick things, but this one jumped out. And so uh, the quote from the piece says, Some have wondered if Disney has already strip-mined the foundations of its new empire, stretching its famous franchises too thin. And he agrees with Star Wars, Iger says, I just think that we might have put too, a bit too, a little bit too much in the marketplace too fast. And it's it's funny to me that he doesn't talk, go anywhere else to any Pixar, Marvel, wherever else. He he zoned in on Star Wars. I, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, what's your reaction, Corey? I, I'm kind of on the same page as him. Like I beat that drum for a long time prior to Solo that I had this creeping suspicion, this bad feeling in the pit of my stomach that something bad was on the horizon. Not that the film was going to be bad, but that it just wasn't necessarily going to do uh, well in the box office or it wasn't going to surpass expectations. So I don't know. Um, I'm kind of right there with him. Like maybe, maybe they could have dialed things back a bit, even though they would have probably got heck for that as well, but they possibly could have planned a bit better. But at the same time, they experimented and they've learned, I think, from everything. And they're, they're growing in a different way right now. And it's growing fast, like a weed. But uh, I don't know. I definitely don't regret those things. That's for sure. No, no, I don't I don't know that anybody really does. I mean, I, some people would strike some things from the record if they could. Um, Carlos, do you are, you are you agreeing with Iger that maybe it was a little too much too fast in the last couple of years? I agree with the thought. I don't agree with him verbalizing it. Uh, you know, sometimes you just got to eat your decision and you don't have to glorify it um, to, to try to sell something, but you don't have to bring it up. You know what I mean? So I, I just, um, it may have been a mistake. I, I believe it could have been a mistake. Um, but 
you shouldn't have. I don't think you should have said that because all you're doing is giving free reign to people who want to complain. Oh, this yeah, this by tomorrow morning, <laughs> by the time this podcast drops, this will probably be all over the clickbait sites. But uh, we're we're talking about it because it just came out about an hour ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's interesting because when I go back, I go back to that quote that I I reread when they bought the when they bought Lucasfilm in 2012. He said at the time, "quote Our long-term plan is to release a new Star Wars feature film every two to three years." At so at some point, something changed, and at, you know the longer this, this plays out, at least in my view, it seems like Disney tried to squeeze Lucasfilm harder at some point. Like when they when they paid out for it, and you know they they did TFA and the hype was unbelievable and it made two billion bucks and then Rogue One followed and did a billion. I think they were probably exactly. convinced that they were unstoppable. This, <clears throat> yeah, this is we're bulletproof. And so Disney said, "All right, guys, turn it up. We can do this. Turn it up." And I agree, hundred percent. I agree. Got they got greedy, man. Yeah, and we're, remember, like everybody was getting a spinoff. And then that initial every two to three years plan was amped up to every year, maybe even more than that. Uh, but then this this year at, at Celebration Chicago, Kath, I don't, I couldn't, I didn't have time to find Kathleen Kennedy's quotes, but she did speak about how careful they need to be about how much they put out there. That there needs to be a cadence to Star Wars, and they have to make sure they're not putting too much. So it it almost seems like um, Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy were were trying to like push back against their masters saying this is different star wars is different we can't turn this the crank on this the way you guys might think we can yeah i agree man and i agree it's, it's, it seems like it, he's he has figured that out by now and that's a good thing like mm-hmm. I, i've said that for a long time too like we're always a lot of people are like okay more and more content and, but at the same time to the saga films or whatever's going on the big screen i, I always said that there's it's nice to have even though our lives are short, man, that two-year gra- uh, gap just leaves you salivating. You know what I mean? Like fever pitch Like when it comes to the day of. And you, yep. you just won't get that if you get two films a year. No, it's, Not to it's, that level anyway. No, no, no. I agree. It's, it's best to leave the uh, – again, from a stamp – like an objective standpoint, stepping back and looking at it sort of um, – dispassionately i think it's better for the franchise to just do the big tentpole films on the big screen every two to three years and then for the for, you know for the hardcores like us who just want content because like the amount of content has not been a problem for me you can give me a new star wars movie whenever you want i'll watch it but i think for general audiences if they want it put it on disney plus and they can go get it but for the the, the theatrical stuff I think they've backed off, and I think that's been smart. So yeah, funny to see these uh, the push and pull as it may be playing out between Disney and and Lucasfilm. It really because Lu- even Iger fell on the sword for Solo's underperformance. Like he took, and people said, ah, it's, you know, he's he's just protecting his his people, maybe. But it also sounds like they probably pushed to make that happen on in May. Of, of 2018 as they pl- wanted to do all along they probably should have backed off and Iger took the uh, the sling for that yeah, it's it's probably makes sense too it makes sense that the company like you said Disney's probably like yeah okay well let's go let's go and they're holding back and for him to fall on the sword like you said like that's 
And it, yeah. it, it may be just that. Like, no, no, this is me. I made this happen. So I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it on the chin. I'll take the L and go back to my bullpen. Anyway, not that this guy has too much to worry about. If you read the whole article when I post it in the group, it's a really fascinating read. Anyway, uh, this is this is a report. It's about a week old now. It comes from Star Wars Unity, which is run by Jeremy Conrad of, of uh, MCU Cosmic. And he's got a, a lot of great Marvel scoops. And he's a grade A clickbait killer. So I, I, I do put a lot of stock in what Jeremy reports. Uh, but he's reporting that he's heard that uh, Solo could be getting a Disney Plus spinoff. And the quote from his piece is, While we'll probably not see a sequel or continuation of Han's story, I've heard a rumor that some kind of spinoff set after the events of the movie is being developed as a Disney Plus series. As it probably wouldn't be about Han, Chewie, or Lando, some kind of underworld series dealing with the Crimson Dawn and other scoundrels sounds the most likely. So guys, let's assume this is true for a moment. Uh, Carlos, are you down for a Crimson Dawn series? Absolutely. Uh, live action or animated? Sounds live action. Yeah. Um, as long as we get Amelia Clark, um, I, I can watch. I'll, def- <laughs> I'll, def- I'll definitely You'll watch. You'll suffer through that? Yeah. Maybe we'll get a, a young Jen Urso running around trying to scam her way through a little, a little something-something. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe there is a link between what Cassian Andor does and, and Crimson Dawn. So I, I think there's a lot going on. We don't need, we definitely don't need Donald Glover. Um, not that I don't want to see stories of Lando, but, uh, I like the way it left off, um, at the end of Solo and from where they supposedly see each other the next time at Bespin. Like I, I uh, like still the Battle of Tanab. Battle of Tanab. Yeah. I don't need to see that in a, in a, in a movie before A New Hope. I don't think. I'd like to. Ah, but yeah, f- for sure. But uh, I was asked the question, so I'm answering. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what else? Han and, and Chewie. Uh, you know what? I do love the idea of seeing him land on Tatooine the first time and and uh, be- being chummy chummy with Jabba the Hutt and uh, maybe seeing him maybe not being trusted and then getting into Jabba's good graces by doing something shady. Like, you know, there, there is something to be done there, but I don't know if it's worthy of the big screen. Uh, that's more of a series thing. And then at that point, are you going to have Alden Ehrenreich on board for that? You know, like it's 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 a tough thing. So if they're going to do um, a, a live action show, Crimson Dawn, it'll be tough for me. Honestly, it, it, it would be tough. Like animated, I definitely see it. Um. Because you could do a lot more with Maul, and um, you know, there's a lot of other through lines uh, through the through the stories. But uh, if you're going to do a big screen thing, I think you kind of need you kind of need Chewie and Han, in my opinion, to have a spinoff. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's going to Disney Plus. So I, yeah. if the rumor turns out. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, I I don't know if I don't know how much this rumor. I think making Solo two happen is is a bigger priority for them than a another Disney Plus show. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I I'm 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 either way on this. You know. Oh, again, wait, hold on. Let me just clarify. 
if they come up with a, a make solo two uh, style series of 10 episodes where we're getting almost 10 hours, then give me the 10 hours over a movie. Like I, I'm down with that. I've said that many times, like give me a Kenobi series over a Kenobi movie because you can actually build something that's bigger. So I, I'm down. I'm down with that. Just to, just to be clear. Cool. Corey, what, what's your take on this? You down for Crimson Dawn series? Yo, first of all, I just want to say I'm taking it with a grain of salt, even though I, I know Jeremy's like, he's a really solid guy. In Every rumor to stuff report like should this. be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, so I don't want to get too optimistic or whatever, but uh, I mean, Solo itself was its own film for me. Like, I feel like it, uh, it was a well-rounded film in and of itself, but at the same time, it opened so many doors for more movies or just more, more anything. So I don't know. Uh, for like the underworld thing, like I think we're going to get explore that a bit in the Mandalorian. So I don't know how much they're wa- going to want to trudge on stuff like that, especially again with what Carlos said, the Cassian series as well is going to like be underworldish, but we know Lucasfilm, they love to use and dig up stuff that they have in the archives, right? And they have all this stuff from that Underworld show that they're probably itching to use and they probably have picked from. So they might possibly use that in a project like this. Uh, I'd personally like to see something like this. Maybe get uh, these guys like even Han and uh, Lando, like maybe in for like one episode, you know? like. But when you look at the film itself and what it offered like the amount of variables with like you said the crimson dawn thing and i don't know there's just so much to play off there that i think it's way much more suited for the disney plus platform it just makes like carlos said like a 10 episode thing just makes not because it's just more star wars just quality wise as well you get to tell that longer form storytelling right for sure for sure um, well, I, I thought of uh, John Kasdan's tweet, and that was earlier this year, sort of at the height of the uh, the Make Solo 2 Happen movement. And he tweeted at the time, he said, uh, Beyond grateful and galvanized by the hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen energy on Twitter today. Means so much to everyone involved, and your enthusiasm makes it possible for us to keep advocating for it, because the maker knows there's a war story set in a galaxy far, far away that's yet to be told. And with that tweet... He attached an image with three logos, the Pike Syndicate, the Hot Cartel, and Crimson Dawn. So I'm choosing at this point to put two and two together, uh, which is a, totally my own headcanon thing. But I think that any, uh, a Crimson Dawn series would be uh, that the war between the, that, those three factions for, for, I guess, for control of the underworld. So you'd see the Pikes and the, the Huts and Crimson Dawn all kind of fighting one another. And you maybe, can see why uh, Maul ends up in exile. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's part of it. How does he get chased away? Uh, does it does it put Kira as the central character in a show like that? You know, is is it her trying to take control from Maul of Crimson Dawn? Is it her trying to escape it? Do they give us a new protagonist entirely, or? Uh, maybe Enfys Nest and the Cloud Riders, they're really the heroes of the show as they fight all these different groups for resources and blah, blah, blah. But it, it, to me, but given Kazan's earlier tweet, 
and this report, I'm I'm going with it. I'm going to say it's it's a thing that's going to happen, and we're going to get this uh, this cartel war, which sounds cool. Yeah, definitely. And think about it too. Like when it comes to solo, like again, what I had said earlier, I think the film kind of was open ended enough to kind of lead you to believe that there possibly could be more. Right? Had that been the case. They had definitely, definitely discussed all that stuff and probably in somewhat specific detail as well as to like backgrounds and this and that and the future of what could happen. So like leaving that unused is probably not maybe not an option for them. It's like just too good. Like they got to use this stuff at one point. Yeah, they could. Yeah, the content just maybe begging to get out. All right. So uh, next up is is a piece that came out. Uh, it was, I mean, it's, it stems out of uh, the cast and crew appearing on on the Star Wars show. But specifically, J.J. Uh, Abrams, he said, quote, It's been a gift to work with these people again. To get the, to deal with these characters again, I didn't think that was going to happen for me. This ending, which is such an important thing for all of us, by far has been the most challenging thing I've ever worked on. So that was J.J. Abrams on the Star Wars show talking about The Rise of Skywalker. So, Corey, I'm going to ask you, what the hell could be so hard specifically about finishing this thing off? Why is why is it by far the most challenging thing he's ever worked on? Well, I think it's right <laughs> in what he, he had said. I think the answer is in the question kind of where he's saying the important thing for all of us, and he's including himself, is that it's appeasing fans, right? Like the the nature of our, of our fandom is so fickle and volatile at the time at this time, you know. Like that's to say the least. Like this film is going to be put under the absolute microscope, man. Just scrutinized, like being the end of the saga, right? Like expectations are pretty high for a lot of people, like myself included. But it's kind of like the question: Why? Like we assumed. I actually, I actually, I was telling my my girlfriend the other day, like I got the six uh, set Blu-ray disc thing, whatever, you know, and it's like the complete Skywalker saga. And I told her, I'm like, I feel like marking in there with in pen, the incomplete Skywalker saga. It is, well, you're right. <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, we're here, man. Like 2005, we said, ta-ta man. Like it was over. It was emotional and that was it, man. So now that you brought it back, like, don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed it, but now, there has to be a reason for doing the franchise justification. You know what I mean? There has to be something. You can't just be like a shoot 'em up, bang 'em thing, like blow up the Death Star and we're out. You know, like it has to be deep and emotional and it has to uh, just, I don't know, it has to do a lot, man. Like being the end of this thing, like there's a, there's a lot of, uh, again, variables. Like you'll think Ray and Kylo, the whole Leia thing, there's a whole new level to that too. And now bringing Palps back into the game, like, Something really important and pertinent has to happen into in the force for me personally. I think that's what this all has to kind of come down to, like like a more spiritual nature to really kind of blow our minds, if you will. But uh, I don't know. This is this is the farewell, so it's got to tick all the boxes at the same time. You know, we got action, drama, comedy, emotion. Is it, is it the farewell for the, <laughs> the Skywalker saga. I believe you, it is. You believe them? Yeah, I do. You think we're? Gonna, I really think they do. You know, I've I've always said like episode ten, it's happening, it's gonna happen. 
I, I, that's me being somewhat cynical and tongue-in-cheek. I want to believe them. I want this to be the end. I want them to, whatever ending they've crafted, I want it. I want to walk out of that theater and go, that's it. They're, they didn't plant a, a breadcrumb in that movie where I go, yeah, but there's the obvious leap into episode 10. This is how the franchise continues. I don't want that in this movie at all. Yeah, it has, no, it has to be like an that's it. It has to be like full circle, man. Like things have to everything has to kind of come and connect to one another. Like it, it's it's kind of a big task to really step back and look at the the franchise as a director and a fan and to be able to you know, like the OT, the prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy, they all have haters. Everyone there's always been a faction that's been butt hurt by this. And there will be again. So, I don't know. Like, it has to tick all the boxes, the entire gamut, man. Like, yeah, it's a huge sure. weight and responsibility on his shoulders. And again, like, my whole thing is being deep, emotional, and things coming full circle. Like, it's got to connect the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy somehow. Like, it has to make sense. It can't just be like, well, we made more Star Wars films because... Yeah, well, you, you we want to make more money. We don't want this being, like, feeling, feeling like it's been just tacked on. Yeah, it's got to make sense. Like, it's, okay, it's gotta, now gotta, we get it. It's going to mesh with the other movies. But Carlos, let, let the, me bring the, it. The, the title as well, when you think about it from that sense, like that says it all to me. Like you're leading us in that direction to believe that. Yeah, you painted a target on your back with, with that title. Yeah. But let me let me bring it over to Carlos. What's your take, Carlos? Why why the hell is this so hard for JJ? Uh, because he's never really finished anything in his life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's probably unfair. But um, the elephant in the room is lost. So JJ um, Abrams is a genius. Sure, no, and uh, but the thing, this is what I'll say to uh, what you said earlier, Kyle, is that you, you don't want to leave the theater with a thought that oh, there's a loophole here where they can come back in ten, twenty years, and um, any anything like that. That's exactly. I want to. I want to invest fully in that ending as the ending. I don't want to be cheated. There's only one way. There's only one way that happens. Everybody dies. Everybody <laughs> dies. That's the only way that's going to happen. Or the black hole at the center of that galaxy uh, envelops the galaxy, and then there's no more galaxy. That and and I get it. Like I know the way that Return of the Jedi ended. You go. Oh, that's the end. There, there was not. really no reason to do that. So, but if they give me a Return of the Jedi style ending, not necessarily around a campfire where everybody's clapping and singing, but just in the way, like, because that movie didn't leave any opening to say, oh, well, geez, well, I guess now that they didn't wipe out the whole empire, so the empire could reform and come back. That wasn't part of the text of the way that Je- Return of the Jedi ends. Like, that was, it no, was but a, as, an ending. The thing is, is as it ends, it's like, oh, Han and Leia together. Oh, Luke is the last Jedi. Is he going to train more Jedi? There's always questions, no matter how. It's, always, how moving... it's the Lando greeting. Okay. Come on, that's the best part. He's like so enthused. Yeah, I guess it's the best part. I don't know. <laughs> Force Ghost Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think no matter what, how, how it ends, there's always an in and out. Oh, if they always. want to open it up again, they can and they will. They'll find a way to do it. I just don't want like all I want is all I'm saying is I just don't want them to go. Well, uh, for example, Ray and Kylo are together, so it's let's just wait now for ten, twelve years to pass, and inevitably, at a Star Wars celebration, they'll announce Episode Ten, 
Daisy Ridley's back, Adam Driver's back, they're gonna have kids. One of them's gone dark. I don't even want to think about that come epi- at the end of episode nine. I don't uh, want that to be in my brain. It's vomit inducing, actually, when you say it that way. But anyway, I mean that's that's just that's one obvious example of how a seed could be planted for episode nine. Or yeah. you know, uh you see some sort of threat out there in the in the unknown regions. The Yuzon Vong, you know, one of these armies of, of beings from the those that other part of space and you go oh, well i guess they're next i don't want any of that in rise of skywalker but what yeah if I, captain marvel shows up <laughs> uh, i will scratch my head that's for sure yeah <laughs> did you find any x-men along the way can you bring <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. them in <laughs> I'll settle for Miss for for Reed Richards at this point. Did you find him? Um, but specifically though, like, is do you think there, like, for me, there's there's you know three things that I think JJ really wrestled with, and I think one of them was, however, they came to the conclusion that whether it was part of the plan or improvised, uh, bringing Palpatine back, like to make him fit organically, without making without his inclusion feeling a, like a retcon of the ot of the way that whole thing ended i think that was a struggle it had to have been uh dealing with leia was probably a monumental task unto itself which probably created or contributed to uh this movie being a, a real hard thing to grapple with yeah. especially the ending what do you do with leia at the end um and then just like, the end itself like Making it uh, uh, impactful and meaningful ending for Ray, her story, that also ties back to the greater picture. Bringing it all full circle, like Corey said, and having it feel like a natural extension of episodes one through six instead of just this, you know, like the kitchen sink that they kind of just threw at, at Star Wars and said, let's see if any of this resonates. I hope that. I really hope that the the ending with as it pertains to Rey and Kylo and everybody really that it just makes sense to the characters and also uh, to to the grander picture. But yeah, I, I I don't envy. I mean, I guess I do envy JJ, but it's a tough task. Oh yeah, it's but it's got to really... be interesting. That's got to be a fun room to be in, bouncing ideas off of. I think there probably comes a point where it's a lot of stress, where they kind of have to commit to an idea. Yes. Yeah. But you can still try and pick and choose some of the best ideas and incorporate them. Like, well, I didn't, I, that, that was, that's kind of leads me to my next question. Like, do you feel like JJ might try to, to take this path to make everybody happy and in doing so makes nobody happy? Mm. Like, should the movie just, this is the ending we're gunning for. It's it it's you know it's the ending that makes sense for our characters, but it might be sort of a controversial ending. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, I like the controversial ending because it kind of means something different and not necessarily like stereotypical. You know, like I want something different and magical. You know what I mean? Like something Star Wars is different, man. It really deserves something big, man. Like, but they've also I don't been wanna... saying satisfying, right? They haven't been saying it's an interesting ending. They haven't said that it's uh oh we'll be this is an ending worth talking about. They've just said yes, I, didn't Daisy Ridley didn't Daisy Ridley say something along the lines of it 
like it's absolutely like mind blowing or something like that. I don't know. I really, I don't, I don't know what, I mean, people have said so much stuff at this point, but satisfying is the buzzword. Yeah, satisfying seems a little lame. Delightful is another word they've used. I've heard, I gotta look at, I gotta Google this because I've heard like, I'm sure I've heard like magical and those are good words. (laughs) Those are good descriptors. I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm just afraid, a little bit afraid, a little bit concerned that JJ is just gonna, is gonna try and make everybody happy, and in doing so, it, like it might just be like either a very contrived and predictable ending, or just one that just takes this middle path and doesn't really commit to any concept or idea or theme. And that's I really hope it does not go that way. All right. So anyway, there you go, JJ. Hats off to you. You did it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> scary, man. It is. It's scary, man. It, it's pretty scary because it's, it, it's, it is something we're going to talk about and it's either going to, we're going to be yeah, either... scary for him, man. The guy's probably going to get death threats after one way or the other. Well, he's going to, he will get them one way or the other. I have no doubt about that. It's the internet, Corey. All right. So that's it. Um, let us know what you guys think. What what was so tough for JJ in closing this chapter out? Let us know. And now, fellas, it's time for the Star Wars Commonwealth Knight of the Commonwealth Question of the Month. And so for this month, our friend from the Emerald Isle, Dave Donovan, stepped up to the plate. Here is his question for this month. Hey, Star Wars Commonwealth. It's your pal, Dave Donovan. It's an honor to get to be asked to do this at last here's my question I guess um, what are you most it's simple I'm sorry it's so simple but what are you most looking forward to this stuff coming um, what are you most excited about and then I want you to rank them me it's Kenobi that's all I ever wanted it leaves the window open for Ahsoka coming back and all kinds all kinds of trouble and then Rise of Skywalker, obviously, and Clone Wars. That'll be my three. I won't go into why, because you got you guys are on time, and you have time pressure. But what are your ones? I'd be fascinated to know, and I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. Thanks. May the force be with you all, all of you. Hello. There he goes, Dave Donovan. Dave's the only guy. I, I I don't know if it's if that's like if hello is the Irish goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Dave. I love you, man. Dave's the best. So I, I I know that we're supposed to. Sometimes you're supposed to say what I'm excited for in Star Wars is what's coming next. But you know, that's that's just not me. I don't think that's us. I you know we have our favorite project. We have the thing that we're most excited about. For me, it's it is sort of that majority answer i think it's rise of skywalker for me on my list it's not even really that close like there's just there's too much invested for me in in that movie and i'm just consumed by it right now um but i'll I'll, carlos i'll come over to you first uh what is uh i don't know how many items you have on your list i've just went like seven items deep let's just go we'll start from bottom to top i guess and we'll just we'll 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 knock off our our most anticipated projects. 
So what's what's at the bottom of your list? Oh boy. Uh one day getting to Galaxy's Edge. That's at the bottom of my list. Yeah, I guess you gotta put up those mental those emotional shields <laughs> in case you never get there. It's like, okay, well. Yeah. All right, well we'll 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 try and keep a pretty brisk pace. Corey, what's on what's uh pulling up the rear on your list? Well, first and foremost, I wanna say Thank you, George. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Lucasfilm. Thank the maker. And thank you, David. This question is really awesome, man. Like it, it really, for me, it helps put kind of put things in perspective. Like I know that all this stuff is coming, but when you look at this on paper, like I have eight things written down and just all that content in the pipeline, like we have so much to be thankful for. You know what I mean? Like it makes me pretty happy. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. Liquid list is always fluctuating. And I was on the same page as Kyle and saying that I'm always kind of most excited for what's right around the corner, you know? So I really tried to take my myself out of that at the, this moment. So I guess the thing I'm least excited for, but even though I'm like really excited for it is resistance. Yeah, I will echo you. I'm going to draft in behind you there. Uh, and again, it's not to say that I'm, I don't want to watch it. I'm, totally here for it it's you know it, it, it kicks off again in just a couple weeks and i will totally be there to watch it um and you know something had to be at the bottom of the list and it's it's not a critique of the show but uh, what's yet to come just holds so much more interest and relevance to me so yeah that's that's at the bottom of my list uh carlos let's let's take it up a level where are we going kenobi Ooh. all right is it just it's something that's it's the furthest it, away. It's too far off, and you, it, you can't really conceive of it yet. Yeah, it's the furthest away. It's a trend. You'll see where I'm going. <laughs> All right, Corey, what's up for you next? Next up is the Benioff and Weiss project, D&D. Like, I don't know what's going on there. Like, they just seem to be backtracking, and um, I don't know how many Emmys they're up for tonight. I think it was like 30-something, but uh, either way... I don't know. I, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm super excited for this project. Like it's another live action Star Wars. I think it's gonna be awesome. But um, yeah, just that's just where I'm at right now because it's just so up in the air and it's kind of upsetting me. <laughs> uh, for me, up up next is the Cassian Andor series. Um, I I want to be more excited for it, but to this point today, I I'm not super excited yet. I love spy thrillers as a genre. Uh, but I, I'm just at a complete loss as to uh, what's what compelling storyline they're going to put around this. And, I, you know, I don't want it to have anything to do with the Death Star or secret Imperial projects. Um, yeah, I just. This one, this is one again, obviously, I'm going to be watching it with bells on first night. But uh, the, this one's a bit more of a sell job than than maybe some of the others. Uh, Carlos, what's next for you? Next for me is uh, it's tied. It's what you guys both said: uh, the the D and D stuff and the Cassian Andor stuff, because they're they're slated to be released around the same time. So, yeah, there's like yeah, twenty twenty one, twenty two. It's yeah, it's it, it's a ways off. Corey, yeah, I'm right there with you guys as well. And my number six is the Cassian Andor series. Super stoked for it, but again, just not enough info. And uh, I don't. It's just more pertinent things at hand. Yeah, up next for me is is the, the Benioff and Weiss and the Ryan Johnson series. Like they to me, in a weird way, I know they they exist. They've been officially confirmed, 
they but again they are they just seem so far away and i i can't get too excited for those things yet it's just too far off and we again we have we have a lot of things in between that we will actually get to feast our eyes on so yep Benioff and Weiss, Ryan Johnson, they're until further notice, their trilogies are this is my my back burner list. And things start to heat up quickly after this point. So Carlos, what do you uh what do you have next? I think we're both on the same page right now, and I'm I'd be shocked if both of you didn't both say the Clone Wars at the same time. Corey? Yeah, my number five is the Clone Wars. I know your list, Corey. (laughs) I didn't have to see it to know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've got uh, my next is Kenobi. Mm. And the only reason it's not higher is, again, because it seems far away, so far away. And and, weirdly, by default, like, you know, fast forward three, four months from now, this this Kenobi thing could be top two. Like everything else, like so many other projects will be out of the way in that time that Kenobi might... Bring to the top of that list. All right, so next, Carlos, what do you got? Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I wow. like the twist here. Yep. Because you're more... Is it that air quotes low because you're more excited for what's coming or Rise of Skywalker scares you? Okay, because I have a mental illness and the mental illness is uh, proximity infatuation. <laughs> so between now and the rise of skywalker there's three things that are before it that are going to have my attention so that's why rise of skywalker is there and then Clone wars is coming out in february and then the next project is next on my list so i'm really going chronological that's that's my thing yeah cool uh cory what's what's up for you no, my number four is the Mandalorian. Like I'm pretty stoked for this thing, like like a fever pitch level. So that's saying a lot to be at my number four. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, you guys spoke about it, but um, Clone Wars, mm. Clone Wars is number four on my list. And to be, I mean, I'm I'm really excited for this. Like it, it's. It, it, I think to me it feels like you you once you had this you had this friend and you, you did all kind you did everything together with this friend and, and you loved hanging out and then then your friend moved away and you didn't really hear from each other you didn't you didn't keep in touch really except for that one time he came home for a weekend uh, but it was only because he had to collect a few things but then then you got drunk and you found yourself at McDonald's at four a.m. <laughs> it was a disaster total disaster that's the lost <laughs> missions uh, but then. Yeah. The, <laughs> But then a few <laughs> years later, he your friend is back, and this time he's in town for a week, and he's just here to party, and that's what se- season seven feels like. Like you get you for one week, you're gonna get your pal back, and you just you're just gonna burn the city down. <laughs> that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, I thought so. All right, uh, Carlos, coming around. What, what are you? Uh, what's next for you? Mandalorian. Very nice. I'm actually very excited. I kept, I watched the um, the trailer a couple of times this week. I actually signed up to the um, the email list for Disney Plus to get notified um, uh, for when the, uh, the when it's the the pre orders are starting. So yeah, that, that's really going live in the U. If you're listening from the U.S. now, you can ab- actually uh, 
get your subscription now. You can't get the service now, obviously, but you can sign up as of now. Yeah. Uh, well, I signed up to the pre-sign up list. So I think I'm on that list as well, and I've heard nothing so far. And I'm telling you right now, like they've told us that we get it as of November 12th. Yeah. They better not change it at this point. Oh no no no! I'm still waiting for the widgets. I'm waiting for the app. Like mm-hmm. they got to they got to fix it. You know, got to yep. hurry things along. Uh, Corey, what's up for you next? My number three is Kenobi. I don't know. I just think there's this. Even though the Mandalorian looks really heavy, I just think Kenobi's going to be even more meatier. You know, which kind of well, a I mean, bigger you, bone to chew on that man. Well, if you if you if Force mysticism is your thing. That is probably the project for you. Well, not necessarily because we've talked about this many times, and I think Kenobi's going to kind of have to refrain from that to some degree. Well, yeah, maybe we might see some crazy stuff. He'll put it away in public, I think. But when he goes home and he closes the blinds and he starts going into his like his meditations, I think that is where things get weird. That's where Qui Gon enters the picture and Yoda, and things can get crazy at that point. I just think the, the, the story in general just seems to be very uh, – we don't know nothing about it, but I just think it's got a lot of potential, you know, especially with it, we have the attachment to the character. Oh, for sure. For sure. So I just want to be true to my heart of hearts there. And yeah, even though it's so far off, I, I think I'm just more excited for that. We, we we banged on that drum for years and years and we just got the revelation like not two, three weeks ago, I think, or maybe a month. That, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's still pretty fresh. And it's one of those projects we just – it felt inevitable for the longest time. I'm just I, disappointed you didn't say Kenobi. <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> These aren't the drinks I'm looking for. <laughs> but we're gonna like fandom is gonna go completely nuts. Like if ever we get a photo of Kenobi, like here's the first publicly released official photo of Kenobi on the set, Disney Plus, looking like an aged up. Uh, Ewan McGregor in in the role, we are going to lose our minds. Yeah. Fandom is going to absolutely freak out. I'm going to buy a plane ticket to Ireland and I'm going to meet Dave Donovan and we're going to watch the trailer together and squeal. That sounds like a good night out. Oh, yeah. You know, that sounds sounds like a really good time. Uh, Next on my list, this this is kind of where I take a left turn. Uh, but I'm putting it there anyway. But Project Luminous is number three on my list. And just just on the strength of the roster of talent attached to it. And just like the, the way they've hyped it and how big this thing sounds like it's going to be. Uh, the prospects of what the stories could be. My brain is exploding with anticipation, waiting to hear what this, this whole thing is. And uh, yeah. So from there, now things start to get real hot. And in, <laughs> it's it's pretty obvious. Uh, Carlos, what uh, what's next for you? Uh, the Resistance season two. What is that into it? I don't know why this is. Well, he did say that you know it's it's a it's a what's around the corner is the thing he's most excited for. Yeah. So why are we even asking him? <laughs> what is wrong with being excited for Resistance? I, I'm just surprised, like with it, all the hate for Rebels and whatnot. Like, Dude, I don't hate rebels. I love pissing you off. Get yeah. a clue. <laughs> everybody like else, everybody like else gets rebels, the bit. You know what I mean? It's a bit. Just get over it. 
I, I just feel like you haven't talk seen about, Rebels. Talk about pulling back the curtain. I watched Rebels. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. I still hate Ezra, but still, just because of that. Like, you ooh. didn't watch Rebels. Impossible. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, Corey. What's but, next for you? Oh, hold on, hold oh, on. Sorry, Carlos. Keep going. Bucket over chopper every day. Bring it. Wow, shots. There's a shot fired. Yeah, that is a shot fired. <laughs> but uh, I'm just not going to go there. Okay. Don't, don't. What's your number two, Corey? Uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Just, I just love the guy. I'm so enamored with him still. I'm smitten from the last oh, time we, we danced. Uh oh. There's breaking news. Oh, jeez. Don't tell me. Every damn week. <laughs> Guys. Seriously? Guys? <laughs> but no i don't know i just uh i can't wait to see knives out first and foremost like i think that's gonna be a really fun movie and uh the guy's just got talent and i just think he's the right guy for the job to make this uh like smart and funny and whatever it needs to be like he just understands star wars to a degree that i'm on the same level with him and that makes me excited because i i think they've given him uh the reins to a big project. You know what I mean? It's not like something that Benioff and Weiss is doing, you know, like I think this has the possibility to open a whole new era, maybe of prequels and, you know, original trilogies. Yeah. I, I'm super excited. You have for to what think he does, they want but... to do long form storytelling again at one point. Like they're not just going to say, okay, here's a trilogy. Here's a trilogy, different timeline trilogy. You'd have to think at one point, like, you know what? We're, we're doing six films about this one story, this saga. Mm, I don't know about that. I, I, I definitely don't dismiss the idea. Yeah. Sounded like you were. No. The trilogy thing is it's kind of baked into Star Wars. Like, uh, and if, like, they, if they don't do that, it's going to be the Star Wars story model, you know? Yeah, like the, the, of course we're dealing with a nine-parter here, but that's because a, a single creator built it out that way. I think with once we get to like Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson stuff, I think they'll be satisfied to have it like be a three-part thing. Well, I wouldn't necessarily agree with you. I think Benioff and Weiss that possibly could be the case, but again, that leads to so many other avenues for different platforms as well. But in Ryan Johnson's, I think they might want to expand a whole new era of time where. Maybe not necessarily that uh, we're expanding on this saga, but we're playing in that same sandbox now, like the way Rogue One and Solo did, right? Yeah, well, again, like every single one of these projects will be just full of of different spinoffs into comics and, and novels, video games. They will all spin out tons of material. But just playing in that same timeline too you know what i mean like on screen could be fun like something ryan johnson's trilogy opening the door for that that era of, that we're going to be seeing for the next but we don't know five, what that is 10 years no we don't but that's that's what's interesting about it too you know and, and like again it could like be he's he spoke uh again they they call it ryan johnson gives an update on his star wars series, trilogy and it's like <laughs> well with dudes like that's a misleading headline because there was no update <laughs> There was absolutely no new information other than – I think he just said something to the effect that Disney is still trying to figure out the schedule. And if he can squeeze in another movie, maybe two, he'll do that. So his movies are way off. 
And of course, like when he says that, it just brings up again the people who, the conspiracy theorists who are like, well, he's out. Like, this is just Disney, Lucasfilm, Ryan. They've all kind of agreed that he's not going to do this. They, they're not bringing him back. And they're just going to let so much time elapse that at a certain point, years down the road, they'll just say, yeah, you know what? It's other projects, other priorities, blah, blah, blah. It's not the right fit. And he stepped away. Like th- there's those people who believe that this is what this this is what's at play here. I until that happens, there's no reason to believe it. So, I his, to me, his trilogy's happening, but it's just it's it's a long <clears throat> way off. Like we're it's it's like four plus years away. But like in my, in my head, canon, like what I've created in my head right now, like I'm expecting big things to to open no, new doors for future Star Wars storytelling. I think that's what Ryan's been tasked to do. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I heard like about the tone of his series, which again, take it with a big lump of salt. I I think even it was like like, over a year ago, MSW had, had said that what they had heard. And I think it's them. If it's not, I apologize, but uh, they said that the Benioff and Weiss trilogy is taken on like a, a sort of a, uh, ages 13 and up type of tone whereas Ryan Johnson was doing more of an all ages type thing what does that mean when you when you pass it through the Star Wars filter porgs <laughs> I I don't know I don't know what that means because like Last Jedi had some pretty mature themes you know so what does it all mean Basil I don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right so where who where are we at here with our list who was the last one I'm- to go uh, hey, we're at Carlos's number one. Yeah, my number one is Triple Force Friday. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Cha-ching! And and they're looking forward to Triple Force Friday too, and they're looking, <laughs> they're happy that it's your your favorite thing. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm just interested to see if we're gonna get that frenzy. You know, I, I'm just. Um, there's so many. Uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, Lego YouTubers actually got his hands on the whole wave. Oh man! Of, like sold yeah. to him, or he like he's he's big enough sold, that they sent it to him. Sold to him, like apparently they do not put on shelves in, until October fourth. Uh, was just a suggestion and not a rule. So some <laughs> some stores had dropped it and. Um, so he got the whole wave, which ended up costing him like seven hundred U.S. dollars. Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, there's something but, to be said for being first. Yeah, but seven hundred dollars is no, the price I'd pay to be first. But, but well, look, he made uh, he made two videos, one about the hall and one uh, already reviewing one of the sets. So yeah, definitely being first makes a big difference uh, for for somebody in his line of work, but. Um, yeah, that that Falcon and and looks amazing, and and Kylo Ren shuttle is gorgeous. It's oh man, even the little sets look cool. Like it's that little tread speeder is going to be cool. Uh, the Pasana speeder chase. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. weird looking little. We we've, we've never. I don't think we've ever seen a a, a tread speeder in Star Wars. No, but this thing's going to be cool. 
even the Death Star cannon with uh, the Obi Wan uh, at, at the tractor beam and with the new uh, the new cape and and headpiece, mm-hmm. like it's just oh man, it looks so good. Yeah, I'm I'm still dreaming of of that Y wing. That's gonna be a oh, great, great great buy. Yeah, that that for me is um might be something that I get. Well, no, I don't want to reveal it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Move along, move along, Corey. What's your what's uh, is this your number one here? My number one, baby. It's uh, got to be the Return of Skywalker, man, or the Rise of Skywalker. Ah, sorry. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I just had to wrote I wrote down Tross, but uh, yeah, it's definitely got to be that man. I mean, for multiple reasons. Not because it's the closest one. It's just again the the end of this saga. It's nine films now. There's so much to look forward to. We've invested in these characters a lot. And the possibilities are kind of endless, man. I think the the ending is going to be great, and I think it's going to be the most emotional of you know all the possibilities. Uh, maybe aside from Kenobi, that seems like it could be a real big uh, tug on the heartstrings there. But I don't know. I think uh, it just has the most to offer at this point out of all the other projects. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, that's like yeah. That's my number one as well. I said that at the beginning. It's it's got it's it this project has got me by the throat. It's it's that easy. It's it's Darth Vader lifting up Captain Antilles. That's me. I, I'm the little guy getting tossed around by this movie. Uh, so that's it, Dave. That is our list, and I, I hope we didn't insult you by having Kenobi relatively down the list. <laughs> it was my number three, Dave. Check back in again. Like I said, in in a few months' time, Kenobi is going to skyrocket up that list. Once we get uh, some of these other projects in the rear view. All right. So, Dave, that is uh, the Knight of the Commonwealth question of the month done. And he did he pass the baton on to somebody else? I forget. Um, I don't remember. I'm going to have to go check that voicemail again. <laughs> but, Dave, thank you, sir. Great question. All right. So let's wrap this up. I've been sitting on this voicemail for a long time. Waiting for an episode where we could squeeze it in. This week we don't have a lot going on. We're still pretty well on time here. So let's get to this voicemail from the Rural Farm Boy. And it's a bit about uh, fandom and perspective, shall we say. So let's let's listen to RFB. How do Tumbling Saber crew, Kyle, Carlos, and Corey? Yeah, it's Anthony. Also said Rural Farm Boy. So i just give your latest show, your Tumbling Saber 186, had to go around and give a second listen. I gave it a listen on Tuesday, and I'm recording this on Thursday evening, a couple days after. In the midst of that show, things got pretty deep and wide, and just got around to talking again about some of them folks, what's been going on now for over a year and a half, not liking the story and going passing around blame on storytellers would be them same folks that ain't learned because history done repeated itself again here and now what went for was in prequel times when folks done went and packed bags and expectations and then stories were told and wasn't what they was expecting and found all this and that and the other to not like 
And even back when <laughs> Carlos was saying about some folks still wearing them same sweaty sweatpants they was wearing in 1980 and 1983. Yeah, it's see, third time. History repeats itself. In more ways than just one, but as far as us and our Star Wars fandoms concerned, there it is, plain and simple to see. And them folks ain't learned. The only ones got in their own way was themselves. And they won't fess up and take their own blame. Well, I'm too bad for them. And they keep going on. You ever take notice, too, when they go and do that? There's one thing none of them, nearly none of them, won't go and do. And that thing they won't go and do is say, to me, or in my opinion. When they don't go and do that and they state, they, they put out all their silliness like it's a fact. No, let them folks be. Because it's the same as that one kid in the classroom that he or she's in the back making all kind of racket. And they're doing it because why? Because they want attention. So you see them go and do that. And it's just everybody lets them be. And maybe they get one or two likes for it from one of their friends. No, let them be. It's, there's too much other fun stuff going on we get deep and wide about. And yeah, you're right, it's come up again, December, though there'll be a bunch of them running around still going on about how somebody did this or that or the other, or it ain't George's story. Well, from that history lesson, you know why it ain't George's story? Because all the silliness that happened after the prequels and after Clone Wars is why George ain't telling stories no more, because they run him away. And now they're going running around wanting him back. Still didn't learn. <clears throat> so that was just my thoughts that I had to go back and I wanted to send you some of my thoughts on it. And maybe we can just go and put that all down, turn around and walk away from it. So episode 187 is coming up my playlist next week. Probably Tuesday. And I'm looking greatly forward to it. So that till that time, my Star Wars friends, love you all. I'll see you in that Twitterverse. May the force be with all of you. See you on the radio. All right, there goes everybody's favorite rural farm boy. Thank you, sir. And uh, you know, there's a lot in there I think to unpack. Um, without, I don't, I don't want to get too ranty about fandom because we could be here for the next two hours just yelling into the void. <laughs> but, but he's right. Like. There's been this repetition of history since, you know, people were going back 22 years at the special editions. People were upset about the changes made. And a couple years after the that. The original trilogy too, Ewoks. Yeah, people were upset about those. And people were upset at Empire. You know, which seems crazy to think, but there, you can read the reviews out there. I, I don't know how widespread that sentiment was. I've had people say, yeah, people were pissed about Empire Strikes Back. I was there. I remember seeing it. Uh, going so th I mean that's 1980 now, and you know the prequels. You know that doesn't need any fleshing out. We know how upset people were at those, uh, and the sequels. My goodness, we're living that in that right now. Like even Rebels. This is not Star Wars. This is junk for kids. Uh, Forces of Destiny. That oh you 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 know who got mad at that? Who said that about Rebels? <laughs> A lot of people. A lot of people just, this is not Star Wars. This is just junk. It's, it's made, it's 
You're junk. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's been triggered, everybody. <laughs> you know, get Galaxy of Adventures. I remember when they announced this. It was, like the comment section on Facebook and Instagram was just a cesspool of people just saying, "This, what are you doing in Star Wars, man?" Like, it's it, it's mind-boggling to me. Like, people are always upset with Star Wars. A Resistance, another one. It's too slapsticky, man. Like, this, the, it, it all comes from again from this sense of entitlement that's infected yep. this fandom. It's been nauseating. It's Absolutely not for nauseating. You. It's not for you. Or if it's not, you just shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. <laughs> that's exactly up. it. <laughs> move ahead. Move along. Because you know what? You bitching on social media in the comment section, they don't care. They There's really a- don't. I mean, Lucasfilm's always listening. Disney's always listening. But if you're, they know when someone, like they, they're not going to, the person who's in there just bitching just because, they're not, they're not going to, they're not taking you seriously. They know what people's legitimate concerns are and they'll take those seriously. But everything else, the gatekeeping and all that stuff, they do not care. And they shouldn't. No, there's yeah. too many people who are locked and it, it's not an age thing. It's not, that's, it's not necessarily an age thing. It's just like people who've grown attached at whatever age they are now to this franchise. And they've come to believe they have some sort of ownership over it. And you, you don't, you're that's a, a really customer. mature way of looking at it, man. Like you got to look at it from another way too, in the sense that, they're blinded by love. You know, like these, a lot of people love the franchise so much. Like you say entitled, but I feel like they, they feel almost betrayed by it at a point. Like if it doesn't meet their expectations and that's, that's the thing. Like you can't have these expectations. Like take the Phantom Menace for ex- as an example. Like I enjoyed the film c- kind of, I-, I was 18 years old. Okay. I was a bit butthurt. I could have, you know, had Twitter been available to me, I could have went out there and spewed all kind of diatribe and been super volatile and whatever, but I wouldn't have, like I would have probably still stuck up for the film. You know what I mean? Shill. Yeah, kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's just something about it. Like it wasn't horrible, but at the time I still felt, I felt hurt almost by it. You know what I mean? But well, I've I, no, I do know love- what you mean. It's 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 because you know you grew up with Star Wars and it's this thing, and now that they're getting new Star Wars, you kind of expect Star Wars to grow up with you, and and whatever age you're at, whatever your mindset is, Star Wars will continue to speak to you in that way. But you come to figure out that that's not how it works. Star Wars is going to be what it's going to be. George too. George is going to do what George is going to do. Like the the prequels are just so different that from what we were probably expecting you know what i mean like like from a digital standpoint all that stuff you know yeah yeah there's there's lots of reasons why people bristled at the prequels but conversely as we you know the more and more that that prequel fans come of age people love those movies for a lot of people, i love it i love seeing it too man yeah absolutely for a lot of people this is their Star Wars. 
It absolutely is. And every time this pull, every so often you see this poll get run. Like, what is your favorite era of Star Wars? OT, PT, ST. And as the years go by, the share that is owned by the OT is being wound back a little bit. Actually, quite a bit. It's 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 not the landslide that it used to be. Prequel trilogy is eating up a big piece now. Uh, for some people, the sequels is a big deal. These movies have spoken to a lot of people who weren't necessarily part of fandom before. So, like, at some point, the OT is just... It's not... It, it, of course, it is the bedrock of, on which Star Wars stands, but it's it's not the be-all, end-all for everybody. And that's okay. You know, there's some people who are in Star Wars for the printed stuff only. To me, anyway, like what it all really boils down to is just got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's great to have expectations and to love something and all that, but you have to limit them to some degree or just know if you're that kind of person that's actually going to get triggered. You know what I mean? By something that doesn't necessarily go your way. Well, I've always said that like wishes and expectations are fine. Until they become demands. Like if you demand something and then you don't get it, you're just going to be this little piss-faced baby about it. Yeah, so know, know thyself. You know what I mean? Like if you know that if this or this, if this happens, I'm going to freak out. Like kind of think about that and kind of dial it back and just look, try and get a bird's eye view on it and be like, kids, some movie, whatever it is you need to do, but. I get I, I get the love. We do a podcast about this every week, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I want this film to be great too, but I'm just thankful and lucky that we actually have more films to enjoy. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm gonna try and sit back and enjoy the ride, man. Yeah, like keep if, it if, real. If, exactly. Like I I'm grateful that we're even here at all. Like ten years ago I never would have thought this possible. So the fact that we have this huge breadth of choices now for Star Wars is it melts my brain but the thing that also melts my brain is people that come in and just jump down star wars throat on social media every opportunity that's crazy it's man like, if, like if i you, have to how can you claim I, to be a fan if all you do is shout at the brand what are you doing there's that's i think that's a whole different topic man in a way where it's just this whole social media thing has empowered so many people to either garner attention or whatever it is they need to stir the pot but there's a lot of people that are just aren't maybe possibly raised right. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like they're just mean, man, and volatile, and that's just not the way to deal with something. Like I disagree with people about stuff, but I'll never attack anyone. I had a conversation with Raylos. It didn't get out of control, you know what I mean? Like I disagreed, and you know they were presenting points, and I was like, well, and this is how I feel. But it wasn't like you're stupid. And granted, again, some opinions are stupid. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like that, that's just the bottom line. Like that's the truth. Like I, some people are just in it to stir the pot and, you know, get some comments going and start some online war that they can be start a keyboard beef. bully. Start yeah. some beef. Anyway, they're safe behind their computer. You know what I mean? It would never happen in public. No. Or very rare. A lot. Like, yeah, rarely. A lot rare. Like talking about Star Wars, someone and being like. The way they talk there online, like if you think you'd let someone talk to you like that, you'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the other thing I hate that RFB mentioned is 
is presenting opinion as fact. You know, like, I, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I want it killed with fire. And I think I, I, we're probably all guilty of it on some level. But, like, when... I, th- I think there's two sides to that thing. And, like, one side of the presenting opinion as fact coin is, like, oh, this thing is the best, man. Like, I think that's just, it's that's a statement of fact, even though it's an opinion. But it, it's coming from a place of of like affection for a thing, and it's it's yeah. positive and it's joyous, and you you know somebody loves something, and that's a good thing. It's good to see somebody being positive about something that they like. And then the other side of that is, well, this is this is the worst Star Wars movie ever made, man. This is a piece of garbage, and, and you're uh, an idiot for liking it. They should they should redo this. This is a, this is a joke. You're not it, a real fan. Yeah, no no real fan would like this. This is a, this is this was just horseshit. Like that's still an opinion presented as fact. So in that regard, how is it really different than the positive side? Except in that, I think it's it's weighted so much differently. It's 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 just outwardly nasty, and you're not look you're not look. There's no not that there's no point to it because a good conversation can come from it, but it, it just it looks like. It feels a lot more like somebody's just trying to be negative and miserable and and spreading that misery. You know, it's like someone it's like someone's hating on someone you love. Yeah, like have a point. Pe- you know, just pe- pe- people take things personally when it comes to that. Mm, yeah, like, t- 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 even t- I do too sometimes. I feel it, man. Yeah, sometimes like, like when somebody bashes rebels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, like you know, Rebels is for kids, and it was trash. Like that, oh, that that can that can get your back up. But that, that, that's to me, that's ignorant. But also, <laughs> that's not things, an opinion. That's ignorant. <laughs> no, it, it's an opinion, but it's it's not necessarily one that needs to be shared. Or if if you want to say it that way, say, I really didn't enjoy Rebels. Here's why. Those are the kind of people who say like, my opinion, I shouldn't vaccinate my child. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know that those are do the same thing. You're, you're, you're lumping anti-vaxxers into uh, <laughs> people who don't people's... like rebels. <laughs> no, to say that Star Wars uh, rebels isn't Star Wars, like I that's mean, just them, ludicrous. To them, to them, it's not, and and that is fine. If it's not what Star Wars is to you, it's okay. But to go on, like, to, to they were just fans to... of the Empire. No, like if somebody is. If 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 movies are what is Star Wars to somebody, that's fine. That's what Star Wars is to probably ninety percent of people, right? But for some people, Star Wars is anything with the logo on it, and some you know, like for me, a Star Wars comic is as Star Wars as the movie, as is a video game or animation. It's all Star Wars. It's all part of the thing. I, I get people, that, but like what I'm saying is that people. Like people who haven't seen it, or people who don't necessarily enjoy animation, yes, they can probably say from the background, yeah, that's more of a kid thing, you know. But someone who's actually indulged in and watched Rebels to be able to say like it's kids' garbage, like that's verbal diarrhea, man. Again, it's just again, it's it's a valid opinion. It's just one that you don't click with. It's not valid. <laughs> and here is this is exactly why. Yeah, fandom is in the gutter that it's in. Like people can't. At least at that point, I I won't attack people. You know, like like we're just joking around right now. Like 
But I would actually want to explore that with someone and be like, like, are you sure you did you think about it from this angle or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But things do tend to spiral out of control at one point. But you just. But again, like some, I, you don't always like if somebody goes, yeah, I hated Rebels. It was just childish nonsense to me. I go, hey, cool. Too bad it didn't work out for you. Like maybe the next animation thing will be more your style. And they might say, no, actually, you know what? I just don't like any of the animated stuff. But okay, you know, at least you know that. In the back of your mind, you're like, you just made the list. I, no, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. If somebody's like, I, nah, Star Wars animation's not my thing, I am that not going to understand. I'm not going to say no. But to say, I, 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 I sat through Rebels and thought it was garbage or like kids stuff. I'd be like, I don't know if you really watched it. You might have been on your phone. <laughs> Again, like, if... If somebody says, yeah, I watched, like, I, I, man, I sat through four seasons of Rebels, and to me it was just, like, kiddie nonsense. I'd be like, I disagree, but yeah, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, I, I, can say, for- I can understand if someone didn't like it. Now, that I can totally understand, but to say oh, for- that it's it's not deep and... Uh, for me, there were, there, were, there were highlights to the show, but it's not something that I would have... You know, it's it's just not something that really speaks to me. As much as, from from a force perspective, perspective that show like I've I have yet to see anything like that in Star Wars other than Luke pulling yeah, that, that move on crate. But that, that's but that's what that's what you look to Star Wars for. You you have that specific tailored need that a Rebels just filled that niche for you, and that's fine. Uh, for, for other people, like I, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I there, there were like some extremely satisfying moments uh, throughout the run of that show. Uh, others were a little snoozy, but I'll give you that. You know, like uh, it wasn't. I can't hit it out of the park every night, but uh, but that's but that's that's exactly it. And you know, look, I keep I keep coming back to the to the bit. It's like it's funny because there are people who want to die on that hill, which comes back to Anthony's question, right? Like that division and. People want to, no matter what's going to happen, no matter whatever movie Ryan Johnson does connected to Star Wars or not, there's going to be people who are going to shit all over it because they didn't like The Last Jedi. Yep. That's a fact. Yep. For sure. People have dug their heels in the ground, no doubt. That, and that's it. People or, don't, or, don't, don't I mean, feel like they can change. They want to be right. And, uh, you know, it's like. They're just, still, they're just still mad. And they want everybody to know how mad they are. Yeah. And it's like you, you don't you don't need to do this at this point. It it impacts nothing. It just keeps you angry. Why don't you just channel that energy into something you do like and leave the yeah. rest of us alone? Because we don't need to hear you at this point anymore. But like to, to steer it away from rebels, like Mandalorian's coming. I can't wait. You guys can't wait. Most people listening probably can't wait. But I guarantee somebody's going to watch it and go, you know, while some people go, yes, man, like that that is the uh, the edge to Star Wars that I've been lacking since Disney took over. That's got it's got that gritty edge in Star Wars that I've always wanted to get. But somebody didn't watch go, Rogue One. Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But like, you know what I mean. Like some people want that gritty edge to their Star Wars, and now they're going to get a big dose of it. And yeah, you, you can't go, say you can't say, "Oh, Disney bought Star Wars and now it lost its edge." When you got a movie like Rogue One, sure, absolutely. Like the the argument is is false. The whole premise is false. 
Like, they're just, they dug in their heels and they just want to be babies about it. But it's the same. It's not just about, this is not just about Star Wars. And I don't want to get political, but I mean, it's, it's through, it's rampant throughout all of society. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Where pe- people have, to, they have to be part of a team. I'm team A, you're team B. We don't like each other. I'm like, right. You're wrong. Yeah. And uh, like uh, the great Bill Burr says, uh, and then they, they go home and they go to I'm right.com and they download all the facts that they need to understand to try to push the, because they're working on a, uh, they're working on a confirmation bias and they're going from the point uh, of their, their final point And they're looking for facts to try to justify that point. Yep. That's like flat earthers. And that's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's stupid people that don't need the light of day. This is what I suggest. If well, you see flat somebody, earthers, that's not an opinion. Okay, well, that's ignorance. Yeah. Come on, yeah, I just, you can't base you can't base opinion on something that's not fact. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, I don't want to get into this debate, but the, the whole the whole point the whole point is, if you see somebody like that online on Twitter, don't debate them. Just write to them and say everybody sees what you're doing. You're showing your ass. Yeah, everybody sees what you're doing. Your point, you can might have valid points or not, but you're wrapping it up in this I'm right dot com thing and. Uh, you're you're arguing from the point, from your final point, as opposed to getting there. Everybody sees what you're doing. You're not impressing anybody. You just come off as bitter. You come off as, uh, you know, just somebody who's disappointed with their own failures and the decisions that led them to where they are in their life. And they have to hang on to this thing that's not yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Anyway, just to, uh, to bring it back to, to the Mando for a second, which, by the way, I didn't I didn't mention in my list of things I'm excited for. I completely blew over it. That was number two on my list, by the way. Mm. What's that? The Mando. I didn't mention it when we did our little rundown. Like my boy, it's John Favreau, man. I can't wait to see, and just just for what Disney Plus represents and how we're gonna start enjoying things on this platform in this style. So yeah, that that was why Mando was was on my list at, at number two. Hey, hey, Kyle, Kyle, I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. <laughs> Yay! Uh, anyway, going oh, back, yeah. going back, like just just to the point I was making, like some people will will be looking for this hard edge in Star Wars, and they'll get it in Mando, and they'll be happy, and they'll be this 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 will be their favorite thing, and other people will go, oh, Star, it's, it wasn't weird enough for me. It it was missing the goofy element of star Wars that I enjoy. And you know what? That's fine. <laughs> there are people are, are going to be allowed to not like the Mandalorian. And if they don't like it, that's cool. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of people online uh, screaming, screaming about it. Cause I'm going to generalize here and I don't like to do this, but I will. I'm going <laughs> to say that the type of person who will really, really love the Mandalorian is more likely to be the the type of person who's been screaming and bitching for the last two years. I don't like that you're speaking for people in general. I feel attacked. I feel feel triggered. (laughs) And (laughs) I reserve the right to want to like it or not like it, depending on what your opinion is, just so I can be different. (laughs) So... Don't do that. Okay. Right, hey, cool. fair enough. Uh, fair enough. I, I just want to say that, you know, my timeline, I have to say, has been not almost a squeaky clean, but it kind of depends on who you follow and whatnot. But, I mean, things get out there. Things 
get retweeted and whatnot, but it all depends where you stick your nose to, you know what I mean? Like I'm with Anthony in the sense that, you know, he's, he's like a conductor on the train of positivity, man. Like choo choo for that, man. Like I'm, I'm down just to, to not, uh, involve myself in these skirmishes or these nasty little, this small vocal minority. That's just mean. Like I said, I mean, I mean, I love discussing Star Wars and, you know, we disagree. That can make for a fun discussion, not an argument. There's a way to speak to people. There's a way to handle things. And I think that's what it really boils down to is just being decent human being to one another. Well, and, I, I think but the passion it's the passion gets people crazy. It does. And I, but I think people, when they take to social media more often, it's with the, uh, when they, when they want to go out there talking about something, it's, it's more about convincing others and, you know, bringing people to your way of thinking rather than listening. Nobody's Everyone's listening. They're just, they're waiting for their turn to talk. They're not yeah, listening. Well, that's it. Everybody's like, the words are going in one ear and out the other. And like I said, just, I'm, I'm waiting for my turn to, to have the whole, you know, to have my say. And you're all going to listen to me now. Yeah. Now it's my turn because I've been oppressed. <laughs> For me personally, <laughs> in my opinion, I believe. I think it's, it's the best is I think. Oh, that's good. Tell me how yeah. you feel. How do you feel about it? Cause that's even better. <laughs> how do you feel? Oh boy. Anyway, I, I don't, I, I, I really, I'm very afraid for fandom come this December and I know they keep telling us the rise of Skywalker will be satisfying, but. Oh, it's going to unite us all, Kyle. No, it's not. It's not. I think, I think, I think it's going to be worse. I have, I just have this sinking feeling. It's going to be worse this December than it, it was at any point in the last 18 months. Tumbling Saber is going to be over. Kyle and I are never going to talk to each other again. <laughs> Family's going to be separated. Oh, that sinking feeling. No. <laughs> I have a good feeling about this one. No, you I, do, I, do you? I don't. Yeah. I think too many things can go wrong. I think too, there's too many dug-in yeah. positions on too many things of this movie that the arguments are just going to be all over the place. There's, they're yeah, gonna people are going to be like, how did Dude. we have Force Ghost? That Dude, doesn't make somebody sense. already wrote the article and they're just waiting to press send. <laughs> it's already written. Yeah, absolutely it is. Come on, we There's all know that. There's already a bunch of listicles. The, the 10 ways The Last Jedi has been retconned by Rise of Skywalker. That article's already written. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And in brackets and six ways in, what it, in, in how it wasn't. Uh, but, but that said, if you do want a little dose of positivity, I would say, uh, you go listen to a cloud car co-pilot episode with real farm boy and the great Neil Lowry together. Um, that was a nice episode. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Any, anything that those two guys are, are touching these days on, on the old Twitterverse, it's, it is the positivity hype train. It's, it's just being there for the franchise and just supporting people in the community that's it i wouldn't mind getting goosed by either one of them (laughs) (laughs) hubba hubba (laughs) there you go carlos has put the call out yeah you know what i just i just i just want us all to have fun and you know 
everything, all the fun that comes with speculating and, and you know, le- leaving entitlement at the door. You know, that's that's what I really hope we can do, which I know we can't as a fandom, but I hope some people have learned that lesson that, you know, we don't own this, but you also, conversely, you don't have to take in any of it either. If, you know, and, and if it bothers you so much, you can move on from it. It's not holding a gun to your head. It's not, it hasn't shackled you to a table. Go find something you do like. You know, know yourself and be a decent human being. Like, well, okay, so I don't know how much time these guys spent online this week, but did you see the stupidity surrounding, um, like, Star Wars posted a picture. It was Rey from The Last Jedi holding the, the lightsaber in a reverse grip. And you I would did see not, something about that. That's you brit- would not believe the amount of stupidity that came out of people. This is stupid. That she would hold well, her lightsaber that that's way. That's not an opinion. That's ignorance. That's a difference, man, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Your it's, opinion it's, it's, about it's, other people's opinion. Yeah. Well, listen, it's... It's... With, with throughout Star Wars, <laughs> to be able to say, like, meh, like, to pick on her and be like, Look, she doesn't hold it properly. No, Luke Skywalker held it differently. And maybe Anakin did too and Obi-Wan. But there's a whole contingent of other characters that hold their sabers like this. Yeah, but Cor- her training. Where was her training? She's a Mary Sue. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you say that. I'm, I have to disclaimer that for you that you're joking. Mm-hmm. No, but the funny the funny thing is, uh, how does how does Finn know how to fight? Where did he get his train? He's in the first order. <laughs> yeah, he was in the uh, he was in the number one percentile in the first order. Oh, he was a monster. Science Morons or space fantasy everywhere. people? Space fantasy, not science fiction. The funny the funny part. This is the 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 meme I have in my head. It's Mufasa and Simba, and then. Pointing to the horizon, morons everywhere. <laughs> that just like everywhere, everywhere the sun is touching, there are morons. <laughs> accurate. That is accurate. Oh boy. Well, look, the, the, this beacon of positivity, the RFB, got us ranting. He got. He got. He sent us down negativity way. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love Anthony. He's such again. He's such a positive voice in the fandom, just there for, sure, for everybody. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, are are we done? Do, do we? Is there anything else we want to say about this at this point? I'm and done. there's nothing. I mean, we're, we're talking to a, a good community here. Like, I, I'm sure we. You know, we spent the last 25 minutes talking about this. I'm sure most people are going, yeah, yeah, because we, we have smart listeners. I feel like for me. We should have given 28 minutes because we talked about 28 minutes about something else, and that's equal time. <laughs> so but we it, should it, at it, least talk about it for three more minutes. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm pulling a Sebastian Maniscalco face right now. I'm just like, <laughs> my head's bobbing left and right. I wasn't impressed with his last special. Yeah, no. The, the one before was better. Or the one that two before actually the last two are a little disappointing yeah this last one wasn't great anyway they can't all be rembrandts right (laughs) all right everybody i think uh, i think that's gonna do it for this week 
I think we're, we're kind of done here for this week. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of the podcast, which you can definitely do, we encourage it. Send your questions to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We'll get them into an up- upcoming episode of the podcast. And uh, if you also want to help us out, be sure to share this episode with your friends out there on social media and uh, leave us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. And we'll read that on the show. Uh, shout out to our good pal, Rob Wade, for endorsing this episode as part of the E14 Endorse program, which you can learn more about at emotionally14.com. And we're just, we're proud to be part of that group. There's a lot of great podcasts that Rob Wade likes to endorse and put the rubber stamp of approval on. We're part of it. We're happy to be there. And you can learn more at emotionally14.com. Go check it out. And be sure to check out our podcasting brethren at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts as a podcast provider or at our home base at starwarscommonwealth.com. So check it out. Bunch of great podcasts. Everybody's doing some super work. And the uh, with, with everything coming in the next little while, uh, there will be content forever from the Star Wars Commonwealth. So check it out. So guys, with all that out of the way, let's do our social media thing. Carlos, where can we find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at CCandidoMusic. Uh, you can follow Carlos Candido Music on Facebook. And uh, for all other uh, stuff, go to carloscandidomusic.com. And Corey? Well, yo, bro. Yo, Joes. Gonna hit me up at Chop Rules with the Z on the Twitter machine. And definitely join us in our closed Facebook group where everything's nice, cozy, and safe, and we can discuss whatever we want, and it's all positive, man. Choo-choo. <laughs> Toot that horn, Corey. Yep, definitely. Find me in that uh, closed Facebook group where we're talking all kinds of Star Wars all the time. And uh, you can also find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter. Happy to connect with you there. Otherwise, uh, that w- is going to do it. We're done for episode 193. We'll be back in one week's time, where we'll be one week closer, seven days closer to the tsunami of Star Wars. So have yourselves a great week, everybody. Uh, May the Force be with you. draws me closer to your place willing me through my dreams fall away signs blindly to the lines on your face beating strong Drifting, not relive this dream over and over and over again. Please don't leave my heart broken, bleeding. Don't believe it. breathing if only to see you next to me sleeping soundly 
smiling Not really Why you running away? 